Beyond Yacht Rock, Yachter Yacht Volume right. 97. We're down to our last two batteries. We're almost out. we got to make this one tight, announcer. It's the only podcast on the internet where you can find out if songs are yacht or yacht. He's doing the opposite. Of yeah, he's really right. kind of stretching it out. Write in your songs via social media or electronic mail. Making, making a meal out of it. We'll read purpose. your questions and tell you whether songs are yacht or yacht by rating them on the Yatsky scale. Songs 50 and above are yacht rock songs. Man. Below 50 are yacht rock. We gotta nip this in the bud. Here's your hosts, J.D. Riznar. Hollywood Steve Huey, David Lyons, and Hunter. Take it away, boys. Hey, thanks so much. Thank you so much, announcer. That was, what a great announcer. I can't believe that cost us $25,000. Oh my gosh, that is the best. We can't afford batteries now. Well, get the Patreon back up, guys. Uh, this intro song is written in by Eric Perkins, a.k.a. Perkin Play from Care 11 News in the Twin Cities. Oh. I met this guy at the uh, Northeast Yacht Club when I did a DJ set with Mason uh, from Cruise Control in, the, mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. And boy, the, what a nice guy. Did Tall. you do his morning show? What? Did you do his morning show? No. Wake Up St. Paul? No. Did he talk does. about how you're do- DJing that I, night? I think he runs a sports department, and I th- but he also does these segments where he goes out in the world and does uh, cool and crazy things. Like, uh... Like the kid from Stranger Things that goes and makes fun of people trying to get a job. Yeah, yeah. Perk and Play is like that. That prank show. Perk at Play. Perk at Play. Yeah, Perk at Play. Perk and Play. All right, I'm here at Perk and Play. All right, guys, we gotta get, we gotta tighten this up. All right. Uh, luckily, he talks fast, so. Been obsessed with smooth that song, Fee Fi Fo by uh, Pieces of Dream, Circa 1983. Need an affiliate soul song about the lottery and Moses Malone with no personnel and note can somehow get a Yasky score of uh, Fee. Fio, Fio, to make it onto the boat. Uh, oh, this guy looks like a who? Yeah, he's, he's really Here he is cool. in a headlock from Brock Lesnar? Yeah, he's really cool. Looks like he's juggling. I like him a lot. He's got his shoes off in this one? He bought me Man. a drink and everything. What a great dude. Yeah. I want to spend some more time with him when I'm in the Twin Cities, if he'll have me. Uh, if he has a boat, I want to go on his boat with him. Oh. Hey, I know someone in the Twin Cities with a boat, too. I, I want to go on Perk's boat. We could race. Yeah. Uh, this, this is from Pieces of a Dream's album, uh, Imagine This, and the perk has it basically right, though this is produced by Grover Washington Jr., who's on the boat with just the two of us, so there is some personnel. And uh, this album does feature a Fender Rhodes, played by a guy named James K. Lloyd. Never heard of okay, him. Okay, you guys both buried the lead. Both of you on backing vocals is someone named Sass. <laughs> Ooh. I oh. looked it up. It's apparently a female uh, trio. And uh, they were they were a group, and uh, notably they were hired for session work. All right, that makes sense. All right, they were called Sass. Three S's, four if you count the first one. Sammy Hagar was in that group. He would have ruined sass. the whole thing. Yep. It's a nice guitar solo here. Question is, is the repetitive group subversive enough to bring this song onto the boat via the yacht soul route? Well, I think uh, putting this on the boat is your ticket to getting on the boat, if you know what I mean. I know, I know. I want to suck up to Perk, but... No. 
He's a handsome guy. He kind of looks like Dan Satchoff a yeah. little bit. He's tall. He's like 6'4", huh? 6'5". Wow. Man. I think. I mean, that's at least his presence. He's probably 5'4", and I was just in awe. He just projects taller? Mm-hmm. And you should have seen, like, I was surrounded by Twin Cities guys. You should have seen their faces light up, like, because they, like, kind of grew up. Or yeah. Like, it was, yeah, it's, like when, the news for it's years. like when Fritz Coleman walks into the bar here. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, I'm going to I'm gonna do something. I'm going to give this a 51, and the reason I'm doing that is because it's very marginal, but they have that guitar on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guitar pushes it a little a little higher up for me, too. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and it is from 83. Mm-hmm. Which I dig. It's not like somebody's running in state cows and saying, "Yeah, this is a." Uh... Just remind me. Somebody on Facebook asked me to do a state cow song, and I told him I'd email it, and I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, that guy. You know, I'm just gonna bump, yeah, I'm right. bumping it up too because the guitar is even better. It mixes well with this this song, and uh, they yeah. knew what they were doing. I'll bump it up too from you. I'll go 55. Grover Washington Jr. is just the a fuck two you of will. us. <laughs> Grover Washington Jr. is just two of us. is kind of an unusual yacht rock song, too. Because it's probably not really a yacht rock song. Yeah. I'll give this a 50. You can convince me, Hunter. I'll go 52. It's a 52.5. Sneaks in. That's yacht. Next song written in by Martin Ryu. At Lucifer X Smile, uh, Jefferson Starship for your love. He says, "Hey, this sounds like a French for guy. your love or with your love." I'm pretty sure it's with your it's love. With your love, I wrote it in wrong, which means you should probably fix it on the dock there, okay, right, on the spreadsheet. For your love is a different song. For your love, uh, Martin Rieu, who sounds French, writes, "Hey guys, was really wondering how close to the boat Gene would put this soft rock hit." It's got a hot piano and a foo, but it's pretty early with some twang strings. What say you? Hashtag Yaronya. Uh, I feel like we've already yatskied this one, but I have no evidence of it, so let's do it again. Can you give this a little more mustard? Yeah. Did you, did you look it up? Um, no. <laughs> I did. I did both ways, but it's it. I didn't. It didn't come up and. Excuse me. It's from the 1976 album Spitfire. There's no yacht folks. It's just Jefferson Starship. Feels more like a feels more like a Doobie at the Grateful Dead show than a, the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> Am I right, guys? <laughs> it's a good one, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, uh, wow, this is. I think the reason why you think we listen to this because it's very close to Marty Ballin's hearts. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely his, and if he had a version of what his yacht rock would sound like, it would be that. Okay. That would be his peak, and this is he's getting to that point, which we didn't put on the boat. I put it on the boat. Oh, man, there's a producer here named Larry Cox, and for a minute I thought it was going to be Larry Wilcox, but it is not. Different Cox. Uh, yeah, there's... He's on his way to hearts, I, which I put on the boat, but there's other stuff in here I don't like, which is like the guitar. don't like the guitar on that on this. Yeah, it's too uh, too noodly, too hippie. Yeah. Mm. This is kind of a a tough album in the bad way, not a tough album like say Nuclear Furniture, which I believe has landed on the line, and maybe Jane. I better look that up. It's, it's not really jazzy in Marty Ballin's vocals. 
It has some ability, it's, but not not it's on the much. way to jazzy. Yeah. But it's like hippie jazz. Yes, it's just... Okay, Jane is not on nuclear furniture, but Leon on the line is. I'm going to give this a 35. And Hunter, I'm going to fix your microphone. I'm going to aim it at your mouth. It's not at my mouth? I can barely mouth? hear you. I really? Can barely, yeah. I'm going to aim it at your mouth. You guys keep talking. I'm going to aim this at Wait, Hunter's is mouth. It, is it better? Yeah. Yeah. You okay. got to talk right it's in because the... it was down. Yeah. yeah, you were doing the lemmy, but you were too high to get it right. Okay, how's how's that, guys? That's good. Is this That's better. better, everybody? Yeah, yeah there you go. There okay, you go. I'm gonna give it a 40. I think that's too high. I think it's a 28. You're huh. too high. You're too high. You're high. I'm not high I, at all. I, I think I think it's. it's Wait, what did you just give it? 28. I think it's surprisingly close for what it is, when it is, and where it came from. So I'm gonna give it a 42. See, I gave I gave Hearts a 56, and this is definitely feels 16 away from that. I also remember that we Yatsky Hearts like at the beginning, before the scale was calibrated properly. <laughs> well, yeah, we did that with a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, it's a 36.25. That's Yat. This fucking song. Um, Jay from New York City via email. Titled the email is titled Yacht and Yacht in a New York accent. So, <clears throat> good eye, mate. <laughs> good eye, mate. Love the web series and only discovered your awesome podcast this summer. Listen to about 50 episodes during the week off work when I was doing house repairs. I've gotten into so many bands, both yacht and yacht, based on the music you've discovered, which brings me to your yacht skiing Herbie Hancock's. God damn it. You may be doing Australian accent for too long. Herbie Hancock's Light Me Up LP. Uh, did you check out the song Getting Into the Good Part? It's half gaucho, half off the wall. Uh, yeah, this album is uh, this album's off the wall. I've been listening to it lately. It's so good. Uh, Herbie Hancock's on here. Um, Lewis Johnson's on bass. Michael Boddicker's on synth. Patty Austin's on background vocals. Jerry, hey, Rod Temperton. Uh, co-wrote this song. I'm very, also very familiar with this song. Yeah. I like this song. I this was uh, definitely con- I put this as a contender for al- almost thrillers, which I never got to. Um, but it didn't have that any edge. Yeah. And so it's totally it, it is off the wall. So obviously, but Rod Temperton song. He wrote it. Yeah, for sure. Is it 1983 albums? So it's 83. And all the songs in this album are written by Herbie Hancock and Rod Temperton. Uh, funny enough, I, re- I read the liner notes correctly. If I, it says Jay Graydon engineered the vocal tracks. That's kind of a weird credit for him to get. Oh, I just think it shows there's nothing he can't do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it also shows that Herbie Hancock is an inexperienced vocalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably it. They brought him in to, to smooth him out. Um, Whoa. You heard listen to Heart of Heart? Yeah. You can listen. It's not this part of the song, but there's some vocoded vocals that sound like a precursor to stuff Kanye West was doing in the late aughts. It's like when Herbie Hancock brought the Fender Rhodes into pop jazz 10 years before it would dominate pop music. He's a pioneer here as well. So, fuck you, Frampton. Huh. I'll get on board with that fuck you, Frampton. You really took us on a journey with that uh-huh. insight. Um... I, there's something about this groove I really like, but then I don't like this part. Is that a harmonica? What is that? 
Sounds like probably they're trying synth. to do Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I get that same feeling, which is probably why you thought it was a harmonica, because it's definitely... It's like an electric harmonica. What is that? It's a, probably a synth. It's got to be. Yeah, it's definitely a synth. It's Boddicker. Would you... Would... I'm trying to think if I'd hate if I heard this on a Yacht Rock playlist. I, I wouldn't, but it's because I really like the song. That that party all sits. over the place. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it's a yacht rock song. Barely. It's a, the groove is too straightforward. But I, yeah, I was got just some, thinking the same. Some thing. really nice, like jazzy, really jazzy parts in there, sort of bringing the sort of jazzaroony edge to it enough to like put it in the fifties for me. The number I was thinking was again. 51 without bumping it up. Yeah, I was kind of thinking 51 as well. Yeah, I was I was just under at 49. I'm also thinking 51. Check out this album, Light Me Up, everyone. And yeah, it's a really good album. Especially these, the song, Light Me Up. Oh my God, you'll yeah. be dancing. I like this, but I this isn't isn't it doing it for me for the boat? There's too fun? much, too many bells and whistles in there for me. You make a lot of good points. 50.5. Next song is written in by Anna via email. Learn to love by Amy Holland and Chris Farron. And she writes, I don't know who this Micah McWonald is, but he's singing with McDonald's lady. Do you think the love theme from Night of the Comet makes the boat? Thanks for helping answer some of life's most important questions. Thanks, Anna. Anna. I just stumbled on this song when I was when my last bone throw was duet. Yeah, da- I felt challenged by Dave when he said he doesn't think duets could be yara. <laughs> I said they typically are not, and so I went searching, and this is one of the ones I ran across from Night of the Comet. Um, this is a soundtrack song and an obscure song at that. Uh, I can't find any musician info on it, but to answer who this Michael McDonald is, that is Chris Farron, who wrote this song. Um, He's a songwriter-producer who'd go on to be a good country producer in the 90s, winning an unremarkable award or two. <laughs> not really a Grammy or a CMA, but... Not, some, even a, not even a Juno. Like a Nashville Country Writers yeah. Award. Uh, Amy Holland, of course, is the uh, very talented wife of a guy that we know. I don't know him. You know him? Michael McDonald. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm Dave, have you met him? I've not. Is he your buddy now? No. Somebody, I, oh man, I gotta find this. I, gotta, I feel like we'd get along though. Somebody, yeah. I mean, you both got beards. Yeah. Somebody on Instagram. We both hate JD. <laughs> <laughs> somebody. Uh, somebody on Instagram sent me a video of two guys beating the shit out of each other at a concert. Two middle-aged guys. Like one guy's on top of the other one and pounding him. People are trying to pull him off. And Michael then, McDonald concert? Yeah, you, it pans over and there's Michael McDonald on there. Like in the front row, there's Michael McDonald at a grand piano just like playing like nothing's going on. He's like, get off him! Get the fuck off him! What are you doing? What are you doing? I've heard it through the grapevine. It's great. <laughs> they were arguing about whether or not his Motown period was shit. <laughs> the best stuff and then one guy was like it's shit and no I hate it more than you it's double <laughs> shit and I got in a fight who hated it worse um, um, 
This movie came out at Night of the Comet came out in '84. It's the year. It's year of peak movie. Has anybody mm-hmm. seen this movie? I no. have seen this. Uh, I saw it. I had so so when I saw this again, I was like, shit. I remember this movie confusing the fuck out of me when I was a kid, because it's kind of. Ooh, a, I remember this poster. It's kind of a horror movie, like a, it's kind of a zombie movie, mm-hmm. but it's also not, and it's kind of like a teenage pranksterish type of movie, and then it's also kind of a comedy, and it's it's very. I, I remember totally all over the place. I remember watching after it was over. I, I wasn't quite sure what happened. I'm pretty sure a comet goes over and like kills most of the world, except for a few teenagers in a big city, and they get to run wild. But then there's it's got this girl in it that I recognize from other '80s movies. Yeah, I think wasn't she in uh, Footloose? Yeah, she was the the girl in Footloose. And and then and then there's like some undead like radioactive zombies that come up, and then they like go shopping. It's all like a mess. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, it's an 80s movie, so they yeah, go to the like mall. Cheerleaders with Uzis. It's Looks like they shot some of it on Spring Street in downtown LA. See, it was just a confusing movie. Wasn't sure if it was a horror, or if it was a comedy, or what it was. And that was a five-year-old me giving you the review. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this song is a sentimental ballad. It's pretty straightforward. There's some, Dave, some like, post-yacht David Foster feel to it. Yeah, when I listened to this, I was like, maybe Dave's right for once about Yacht Rock. You can't have a Yacht Rock duet. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think with the rules that we put forth, and I've never said you can't, I said that they're very unlikely. He said he can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we, we challenged him on it. He said, no, 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 I meant unlikely. And now he says he never even said he, you can't. I don't remember what I exactly said, but my sentiment you was, you had sent me something, and I said, you sent me, what, like an Olivia Newton-John thing? Shh, don't talk about it. <laughs> anyway, I, I remember it. I was sitting uh, at my mom's house. I give this song. I mean, this got this song has like an R R and B influence. Uh, definitely not a. It just sounds song. like a producer who needed to write, make some money off a of soundtrack. And yeah, with a twenty. Just at the heart of it, duets are normally two people talking about how much they love each other. Yeah. You can have two fools who are yeah. who are fools together. What did we give on my own? I feel like that one made the boat, didn't it? It didn't. That <laughs> it didn't. That was, it was part of our conversation. <laughs> you sunk the shit out of it. You oh yeah. It? Steve, are you hearing any out in this? Not really. Yeah. Not really. I'm giving it a thirty. I'll go uh, twenty-three. And that's only from the for respect to the David Foster influence. Yeah, Would you give it again, Dave? I'm sorry. 23. I'll go 29. 25.5. It is. The song written in by Logan via email. You start listening to the show, love it. If you haven't already done it, I'd love to hear the BYR take on Your Love Is Driving Me Crazy by Sammy Hagar. I don't even know if he knows we rate songs if they're Yacht Rock or not, but maybe he heard some of our Sammy Hagar episodes. I really dig solo Sammy Hagar and Montrose Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Uh, I, I chose to do this one because I feel like we always need a little Hagar. We don't get enough on the show because yeah. it's so not Yacht Rock. 
since Luke is a, since Logan is a new listener, I want to hook him. I want to give him what he wants. Listen, this is the only place where being haggard is is a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's off Sammy's eighty. Come on, Steve. I what? thought you'd get a good, good chuckle at that. It was a word joke. Say it again. It's one of the only places where being haggard is a good thing. <laughs> you know what the other one is? Bakersfield. Oh. Merle. Merle. It's true. It's true. Uh, so this is an 82 album, three lockbox. Uh, it's not entirely without personnel because Richard Page sings background vocals somewhere on the album. This sounds like a Journey song, and could Jonathan Cain somewhere on this for sure? 100%. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. on this album. Yeah. I know he's on this song. Yeah. This does have a Journey it, feel. It sounds a little more like Loverboy to me. It's dudes trying to be Journey without... Well, without, yeah. I'll give you that. Without Neil Sean going... It sounds too much like Loverboy, Jonathan. Let's turn this into a Journey song. Um, Good song, though. This has I don't know how to lyrics. talk. I don't know how to talk about songs that aren't really yeah. Work. There was a lyric. Well, it's a very basic rock song. Yeah. There was a there was a lyric when I heard this that made me just just close my eyes and shake my head and in glorious triumph because it was so beautiful. You don't hear lyrics like that. And what was the name of the song again? Your love is driving me crazy. Well, that's what it, it was. Just there. He said, go back. Something about cherries. Okay, here it comes. Hot, sweet cherries on the vine. <laughs> That's not a big I just, I heard that and was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. That's good unless he was, Unless he was cruising through Hollywood. Uh, maybe that's Hot, what he meant. sweet cherries on the vine. Oh God! So this is this definitely crosses over the hold the line, so it can't be a a rock yacht song. Yeah, no, it's not. It's beautiful, but mm, yeah, I'm giving it a 39, and that's for Hot Sweet Cherries on the Vine. Wow, 39, that's super that's high. pretty high. I'm, I'm it giving a, it a 39 for Hot Sweet Cherries on the Vine. I'm gonna give it 11. Uh, I'll go. I'll go 18. I want to give it an eight. It's still a little bouncy. Are you angry about it, Steve? No. Okay. I just don't think it's really all that close to Yacht Rock. And you know what? I think, it, my I think the Yatsky scale gave it the perfect number, 19. Seems like <laughs> seems like, like Sammy Hagar would have a song called 19 about That's a girl who's 19. 19, she's too old for me because I'm a rock and roll man in the 70s. Uh, his next one's written That's the way things were back in those days. 14, who cares? Um, this one's written by Patricology, our webmeister. This is Logic Systems with Be Yourself. And he writes, I submitted Deborah Law's version of this song a while back and rated it a, rated a 50. So I'm interested to see where this falls. It's less disco, more smooth jazz, very smooth effect. Too smooth? I like to pretend that the filtered synth line lead is being sung by Michael McDonald. Low notes. And Kenny Loggins. High notes. It's a lot of fun. Okay. I just want to say that I wrote down later. It was killing me. I couldn't tell where this, where I heard this before. Mm-hmm. 
I should have read his comments. Now I know. Now I know. Now it's not killing me anymore. Because we did this Deborah Laws song, right? Um, oh, so Patrick wrote this in on via our yadernyat.com submission system that we're testing. Uh, well, I think very soon, submitting through yadernyat.com may be the only preferred method, the, the, the top preferred method. <laughs> the only preferred. Our only favorite method. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only method we like the best. It's not. It's not. I'll a, tell you what our least favorite method is, and that is the Facebook page. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I don't think Steve even looks at. Do you even look at it? Not really. Yeah, and I get in there every once in a while, and mostly that's just to tell people, telling me to play more songs on Sirius XM <laughs> that we're not that fucking station. Um. So I, actually, I want everybody to try if you want. Go to yadernyat.com backslash requests to find it. There's no link to it. You gotta you gotta type that into your browser. Um. So this song is from Logic System's debut album Venus from 1981. Logic System is basically uh, Hideki Mats- Matsutaki, a pioneer of electronic music and instrument programming, who worked under Aseo Tomita, even more pioneering pioneer in electronic music. The song is written by Nathan East, who was typically a session bass player. And I just looked at a picture of him, found out he's a black guy. I always yeah. thought Nathan East was a white guy. I knew- like Nathan East, it sounds like a... <laughs> I knew he was black, but I've had that before. There was a, yeah, I thought it was like some white guy from Guys and Dolls. There was a there was, yeah. there was a football player named Marcus Rush. Uh-huh. Sh- shocked the hell out of me when I found out he was white. <laughs> was he a running back? No, he was a defensive end. Oh. Named oh, Marcus okay. Rush. White? The two positions you can rush from. Super white. Um, okay, so I've kind of been listening to this song. It's kind of instrumental? Is it? Is there? Well, it is. Yeah, this version. And they say be yourself. Um, Horndog Gary Herbig's on the sax. Killing it on this song. Hey. Her. (laughs) I don't know. This is one of those songs that... Give this one. It's got the bounce. Yeah. Does but, it peg it? I don't know. I'll give it a fifty. I Flashing think, at, at Brody's in yeah, Brody's pool. What if we uh, What if we rate this one a fifty? I feel like we should. Like, it, it's it's a little it's 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 veering into smooth jazz territory. Even though it has the bounce, it feels like it should be a ninety-four-seven the wave. With a lot of other guys. Yeah. Well. But I get what you're saying, which I 100% am positive that I heard this on the wave. Um, maybe not this version, though. I'm giving it a 50. Is everyone giving it a 50? If, yeah. you, if you believe that's the number. Wait, Dave, you gave it a 50? I'm thinking 50, but I want to hear what Steve says. <laughs> Be yourself, Steve. 53. No! Wow! I'll go 47. Oh, come on, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Gene Yoski says, though. What do what we got? <laughs> well, guess what, guys? It's a 50. No shit! <laughs> That's Yacht Rock.
Simpsons, but I, I, we got yeah, well. You got to go fast because the battery's about to come out. Time for credit. Star Brands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.